I'm your host, Neil Mackay from 7 Million Bikes. We produce and host podcasts worldwide, including this one, and host events in Saigon. These events are perfect for people looking for something to do in the evening in Saigon. Join me at the Rabbit Hole Irish Sports Bar every Tuesday night for our quiz night. You can enjoy some local craft beer, delicious bar food, and join our fun quiz night with fun people. This is not for brainiacs. It's a fun quiz with rounds about movies, celebrities, music, TV, current events, more, and Vietnam, of course. There's amazing prizes to be won. The link is in the show notes to let us know you're coming. I look forward to seeing you there. I'll be the tall Scottish guy talking into the microphone. Come and say hello and let me know how your trip's going. I hope you enjoy this podcast and it proves that Vietnam is awesome. Cheers. In the main episode with Misha Smith, we got a bit carried away and we started reminiscing about our early days in Saigon and some of the places we used to go to that aren't here anymore. So I took that out of the main episode because it's not really of much use to tourists if you're visiting Saigon and you want to learn more about what there is to do in Saigon and we're talking about things that aren't here anymore. But I really loved our conversation about it, so we're going to add this as an extra special bonus episode called Discover Old Saigon. I know it's not old, old Saigon, but this uh, we talk about things that existed about eight years ago, and they're really, really cool places. So have a listen, check them out. If you were here about eight years ago, then you maybe know these places, and if you're visiting for the first time, then one of them still exists, and you can go check them out, although it's not as cool as it used to be. Enjoy. Two points there. One, Rumba yeah. was one of my favorite places to go when I first got here. Oh, yeah. So one of my friends, he had pretty recently moved to, to Saigon from uh, Vumtau, which is a little beach town a few hours out. Um, and one of his, he, he was messaging me, my friends are trying to take me to this place called the Rumbar. Is it any good? And I was like, just go. Yes, go. He's like, so it's good? I'm like, I don't want to tell you anything about it. I just want you to go with your friends and have an awesome time. Trust me, you're going to love it. And after he experienced it, he's like, I get it. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's so, it was so unassuming. And like, if there was, you know, there's a little Vietnamese restaurant next door that had the, the small plastic chairs and, and uh, metal tables. But the rum bar itself, like if there was nobody there, it's, it, it doesn't exist. But once one customer shows up, I remember I went with, uh, I had a Viet Q landlord and uh, him and I and, and uh, one of our friends, we rolled up one night. It was a little late. We weren't sure if they'd be open. They weren't open. He shouts up in Vietnamese to the old lady who lived literally upstairs um, and they had a short conversation and then she came down and brought us two bottles and set up the table and the chairs for us. And I asked him what, it, what, what they talked about and he said, she just asked how many bottles we would agree to buy and i'm like what'd you tell her he said i think we're gonna start with two and then we'll probably have two more <laughs> it's just like, that's enough to get her out of bed <laughs> love it you just reminded me of something there though i remember telling a friend we're gonna go to rumba mm. and we met there and it's a plastic stool place it's on the street it's completely unassuming it's not a bar yeah no it's yeah. It's, it's it's chairs on a street yeah. yes yeah 
He thought we were going to a cocktail bar. Is that real nice? No, no, he didn't dress up really nice, but really surprised when I was like, oh, we're here. And he's like, I thought we were going to a rum bar. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, sorry. This is what it's called. For me, that's some of my favorite memories of early Saigon when I first caught here are at rum bar. So uh, it's still there, by the way. We drive, we, oh, yeah. I've drove by it and check, checked it out, but it's, it's much smaller now. So if anyone knows um, Malt, which is on Macti Boy, sorry, right in the middle of D1, right behind the Viet Cong Bank Tower, right off of the Chung Dao roundabout. And you would just go along and it would be packed. Like there would just be tables and chairs out the side, the whole sidewalk. And one of my favorite things as well, did you ever notice, you could tell it was homemade rum because it was always a different strength. Oh yeah. Well, that, I mean, I could tell by the price that it was homemade. I'm like, I'm just like, like <laughs> No, that's I. I think I said it's bathtub rum. Like, <laughs> but the, we would go sometimes and like drink so much and not be drunk at all. And then other times, I got you. Yeah, okay. We'd have like a little bit. And we're like, so drunk. It was never like standard. But it came with uh, glass bottles of Coke and then yep. kumquats, and which were sliced yeah. off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just delicious, and it was cheap, and it was good food. There, I remember the tofu, and so. Talking about the changes, these are, I remember as well, when I first came in 2016, um, there was a Be Ahoy place near there. I don't know if you ever went to the Be Ahoy. 100%. Tell, yeah, yeah. tell us about, what, tell what is Be Ahoy and what did this Be Ahoy place look right. like? So Be Ahoy is still uh, pretty common in Hanoi. There are a lot of places up there. It's a lot harder to find in Saigon. Um, but the one that you mentioned, I remember going there a handful of times. And it was great because, you know, Saigon is a, is a very touristy city. So most locals are not phased at all by seeing a bunch of foreigners. But that Be Ahoy place in Saigon was the only place, I think, to my mind, in Saigon where you could go and the Vietnamese people would all like look up in shock. Like, what are these guys doing here? Like this is and not that if they were upset we were there, like they loved <laughs> So Be Ahoy is is bathtub beer. They make it fresh every day. Uh, I think the literal translation is just fresh beer or gas beer. Um and yeah, it's just really cheap uh, homemade beer that they sell in these plastic jugs and it's dirt cheap. <laughs> and it's, you know, as a craft beer guy, some people might think that I would be opposed to this. It's the, I love it. It's just a, it's a different kind of beer experience and also a fun one. The strength is pretty low. So you, you need to drink a lot before you, but it's just the, the energy of being there. Uh, you get a little buzz right away, even without the beer. It's just, it's such an awesome social experience. So my favorite Be Ahoy memory was uh, up in Hanoi. We were, it was the end of the trip. We were coming back down. And I can't even remember who I was with. Uh, like, most memorable, right? Um, but I was with a few guys and we just had a few hours to kill before going to the airport. So we just sat at this little Be Ahoy and just chug after chug after chug after chug of this not great tasting, but also <laughs> very fun uh, homemade beer. I think it's less than 3%, somebody told me. And yeah, I've had experiences well, when you just drink jugs of sure. it. Sure. And you know, you can always be nostalgic about things and uh, and that place is not there anymore. I don't think the building's there anymore. Mm. My memory of it was it was one of the filthiest places I've ever been to in my oh, life. Oh yeah. It, it was, was not just dirty, but also the, the, <laughs> the walkway to the toilet in the back was one of the most treacherous paths I've ever seen right. in my life it's yeah. all like cracked and <laughs> sharp stuff coming out of it and I was like maybe I'll hold it until next place I always feel in any culture even in the west we always um romanticize the past and people can be anti-gentrification and, and that's one of it you're like oh this place was so cool but like was it it was it 
Right. Was, well, I mean, that's, I, I, th- I think that's one of my worst vices at nostalgia. <laughs> I, <laughs> I overly romanticize uh, things that happened in the past, but also like, you know, good memories, obviously. You, yeah. don't, you don't focus on the bad memories, you focus <laughs> on the good ones. Um, but to, to your point about uh, gentrification, I was just talking about this last night uh, with a friend of mine. I, I, blame, I blame us. I blame craft beer. She was commenting on how, how much more expensive it is to live in Saigon now. And, you know, you can still live cheaply here if you eat local food all the time. And, like, you know, it's the, the options for cheap stuff is still there. But there's also a lot more expensive places and rents have gone up, obviously. And I was like, yeah, it's like craft beer. It's gentrification. It's a good point because I feel, again, going back to maybe 10 years when you first came here, you had almost no option but to live cheaply because right. you didn't have any other options, right? Right. Kind of the only, and that was my other uh, point about how it is a lot to do. Like, I'm not entirely joking. It's a lot to do with craft beer because when I first got here, there was, um, there were really cheap kind of filthy uh, bars where you could drink on the street, which was what we opted for most of the time there were like a couple sports bars not many um and then these really high-end rooftop places that were just gouge you for like the prices they charge for the cocktails and the and the and the bsi gone was literally outrageous yeah so that there was no like middle ground there were no like mid-tier just like like malt you mentioned yeah like just a nice pub with reasonable prices and good cocktails there was none of that 10 years ago um, and, and Pasteur Street specifically and craft beer in general really helped to drive that kind of middle tier drinking culture where it's more expensive than Biahoy or a BSI gone on the street, but not as like gougy and ridiculous as these, uh, these rooftop bars that some people would like to go to that. And that was to your point about you couldn't spend money back then. You could, but you had to work pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. you, and you had to go to these these awful rooftop. Night, and you'd be spending a lot of money on something that's not that great. Yeah. Whereas now you can spend more money, and it, you're gonna get really good quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can get value for your money yeah. now. Yeah. I always remember one of the things you told me when we first met was uh, you were excited when I'm not gonna name them in case <laughs> we get sued. I don't think we would get sued, but you got excited about a certain. Dutch beer that came here in a green bottle, which is probably one of the most disgusting beers I've ever tried. Mainstream. So beer. specific to that, it was it was that it was on tap. Oh, it was on tap. Yeah. Not so bottled. at the uh, time, you could only get on tap. The tiger. I mean, tiger was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, San Miguel at a handful of places, not many. And that's it. Like I don't even remember seeing BSI gone on tap. Like that's only by the yeah, bottle. It's more, everything's mostly cans here, bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- yeah, the first time I saw that draft tower of the dutch beer i was just like oh a semi-decent beer <laughs> this is amazing do you cringe at that now that you said that <laughs> no 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 it's, it just speaks to the state of yeah of the beer scene at the time it's not that and there, there are far worse commercial pilsners than the, than that, that one that, than that one <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as me and Misha walked down a little bit of memory lane there. Uh, Rumbar is still there, so go check it out. And just remember, if you like this episode, if you like the podcast, go and follow, subscribe from wherever you listen from and go to the Vietnam is Awesome website, vietnamisawesome.com and you can book a tour in Saigon. Cheers. <laughs>